0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Our next section of Stephen Haskell's Bible Handbook is covering the seventh plague. And so much happens under the seventh plague. It's quite an in-depth study. and Let's just pray that the Lord will help us to comprehend and to be able to be prepared for what's coming very soon. Dear Jesus, please be with us this morning. Open up your word to us, Lord. Help us to realize the power of your word and your promises and your help with us through the times that are coming. In your name, amen. We're going to start with Revelation chapter 16, 16 and 17. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. When all plans are laid to destroy the people of God from the earth, the seventh angel pours out his vial into the air, and God the Father from his throne in the temple says, It is done. No longer will the powers of earth be allowed to afflict the people of God. Hallelujah. Great Controversy, page 636. By the people of God, a voice clear and melodious is heard, saying, Look up! And lifting their eyes to the heavens, they behold the bow of promise. The black, angry clouds that covered the firmament are parted, and like Stephen, they look up steadfastly into heaven and see the glory of God and the Son of Man seated upon his throne. In his divine form, they discern the marks of his humiliation, and from his lips, they hear the request presented before his Father and the holy angels. I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. That's John seventeen twenty four. Again a voice, musical and triumphant, is heard, saying, They come, they come, holy, harmless, and undefiled. They have kept the word of my patience. They shall walk among the angels, and the pale, quivering lips of those who have held fast their faith utter a shout of victory. It is at midnight that God manifests his power for the deliverance of his people. The sun appears shining in its strength. Signs and wonders follow in quick succession. The wicked look with terror and amazement upon the scene, while the righteous behold with solemn joy the tokens of their deliverance. Everything in nature seems turned out of its course. The streams cease to flow. Dark, heavy clouds come up and clash against each other. In the midst of the angry heavens is just one clear space of indescribable glory. whence comes the voice of God, like the sound of many waters saying, it is done. All right, a couple of things here. Midnight. When God created the world, it was the evening and the morning was the first day. But when Rome began to make rules, they said that the day would begin at midnight. So when they put their law into effect to destroy the people of God, it's going to go into effect At midnight or one o'clock in the morning or right after midnight it should go into effect of the day that it's supposed to be going into effect it happens at midnight and so god delivers his people before they their law to destroy them can come into effect and the other thing that i wanted to comment on was the sun appeared shining in its strength i'm wondering is this the time when god turns the earth upside down but it doesn't matter the lord knows how to make it happen whatever happens he's going to say it is done no longer will the powers of the earth be allowed to afflict the people of god revelation 16:18 through 20 and there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. The voice of God causes a great earthquake. The whole earth heaves and swells like the waves of the sea. Early Writings, page 285. It was at midnight that God chose to deliver his people. As the wicked were mocking around them, suddenly the sun appeared, shining in his strength, and the moon stood still. The wicked looked upon the scene with amazement, while the saints beheld with solemn joy the tokens of their deliverance. Signs and wonders followed in quick succession. Everything seemed turned out of its natural course. The streams ceased to flow. Dark, heavy clouds came up and clashed against each other. But there was one clear place of settled glory whence came the voice of God, like many waters, shaking the heavens and the earth. There was a mighty earthquake. The graves were opened, and those who had died in faith under the third angel's message, keeping the Sabbath, came forth from their dusty beds, glorified, to hear the covenant of peace that God was to make with those who had kept his law, and that is the special resurrection of those from 1844 on, who are part of the 144,000, but that's a different study, and we're not going to talk about that right now. The sky opened and shut and was in commotion. The mountains shook like a reed in the wind and cast out ragged rocks all around. The sea boiled like a pot and cast out stones upon the land, and as God spoke the day and the hour of Jesus' coming, and delivered the everlasting covenant to his people. He spoke one sentence and paused while the words were rolling through the earth. All right, so here is where the Bible says that no man maketh known the day of Jesus coming, no, not the angels or even Jesus in heaven, but uh, maketh known. Actually, it says no man knoweth, but the translation or the original actually says no man maketh known and this is why because God is the one who makes it known and he speaks it and he gets the privilege of doing that he speaks the day and the hour of Jesus coming all right so that's the only thing from early writings Daniel 12 verse 2 And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Because not only were um, those from 1844 forward raised in that special resurrection, but also Jesus had told those who had crucified him and Pilate that they would, next time they saw him, they would see him coming in the air. So they were raised to see that as well. A partial resurrection takes place at this time. And now, back to Great Controversy, page 637. Graves are opened, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. All who have died in the faith of the third angel's message come forward, come forth from the tomb glorified to hear God's covenant of peace with those who have kept his law. They also, which pierced him, Those that mocked and derided Christ's dying agonies and the most violent opposers of his truth and his people are raised to behold him in his glory and to see the honor placed upon the loyal and obedient. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 30. Verses 27 and 28. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue is a devouring fire. And his breath, as an overflowing stream, shall reach to the midst of the neck, to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity, and there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. God puts a bridle in the jaws of the people. They're powerless to carry out their murderous schemes and are afraid of the righteous. Exodus eleven, four 4-8 Moses said, "Thus saith the Lord: About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue." Against man or beast, that you may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me, saying, Get thee out, and all the people that follow thee, and after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. It was about midnight that the last plague of Egypt was poured out upon the Egyptians. Before the angel passed through Egypt at midnight, the Israelites were slaves. After midnight, The Egyptians bowed down to the Israelites, and Israel was free. Great Controversy, page 636. It is at midnight that God manifests his power for the deliverance of his people. The sun appears shining in its strength. Signs and wonders follow in quick succession. The wicked look with terror and amazement upon the scene, while the righteous behold with solemn joy the tokens of their deliverance, Everything in nature seems turned out of its course. The streams cease to flow. Dark, heavy clouds come up and clash against each other. In the midst of the angry heavens is one clear place of indescribable glory, whence comes the voice of God like the sound of many waters, saying, It is done. Job 34, verse 20. In a moment shall they die, and the people shall be troubled at midnight and pass away, and the mighty shall be taken away without hand. At midnight the mighty shall be taken away without hands. Revelation chapter 16. 21. Revelation chapter 16. 21. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. Every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plagues of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great. This is what falls in the seventh plague, is the hail. The great hailstones of the seventh plague fall on every side and destroy the cities of the earth. The weight of a talent. Do you know how much that is? I've heard some anywhere from 60 pounds to 100 pounds and uh, I guess you could look it up if you were interested at the weight of a talent. All right. Isaiah 30, verse 29. My baby has my good boy. Isaiah 30, verse 29. My kitty just came in. Verse 29. You shall have a song as in the night when a holy solemnity is kept and gladness of heart as when one goeth with a pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. While the earth is heaving under the feet of the righteous, their voices ascend to heaven in song. Psalms 46. And this is the song. We even have the song that we're going to sing. I'll read it to you. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. This psalm seems to have been written for this special occasion, when mountain chains are sinking and inhabited islands are disappearing, it is the song the righteous will sing. Great Controversy, page 639. While these words of holy trust... Wait a second, I missed that. Where start here? Well, I'll start back here. Through a rift in the clouds there beams a star whose brilliancy is increased fourfold in contrast with the darkness. It speaks hope and joy to the faithful, but severity and wrath to the transgressors of God's law. Those who have sacrificed all for Christ are now secure, hidden as in the secret of the Lord's pavilion. They have been tested, and before the world and the despisers of truth, they have evinced their fidelity to him who died for them. A marvelous change has come over those who have held fast their integrity in the very face of death. They have been suddenly delivered from the dark and terrible tyranny of men transformed to demons. Their faces, so lately pale and anxious and haggard, are now aglow with wonder, faith, and love. Their voices rise in triumphant song. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. While these words of holy trust ascend to God, the clouds sweep back, and the starry heavens are seen unspeakably glorious, in contrast with the black and angry firmament on either side. The glory of the celestial city streams from the gates ajar. Then there appears against the sky a hand holding two tables of stone folded together. Says the prophet, the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. That holy law, God's righteousness. All right. Let me go back. I'm starting to read too much. Let's see. Job 22, verse 30. Job 22, verse 30. He shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness of thine hands. Islands inhabited by the righteous will be spared. And the song of trust will also ascend from them. Oh, that's good to know because I knew islands would be sinking with their whole living freight on them. So there must be islands where the righteous will be living. Isaiah 30, verse 30. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning, the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones. Isaiah 30 verse 30. Am I in the right place? Yes. Hmm. Anyway, this song of holy trust touches the heart of God. He again causes his glorious voice to be heard, pronouncing a blessing upon those who have kept his law, and announcing the day and hour of Jesus' coming. Matthew twenty-four thirty-two to 39 Now learn a parable of the fig tree. This is Jesus telling his disciples. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. Chapter 39, okay. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, or maketh no, Not the angels of heaven, but my Father in heaven only, or maketh known. That day and hour no man maketh known. That's what it should be saying. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Yes, the flood destroyed them. And that's going to happen when Jesus comes. uh, The wicked will be destroyed in his coming. Just as the people who were outside the ark were destroyed when the flood came. Okay, let's see. After Christ taught that the generation which saw the signs would not pass away before his coming, he said that none but the Father Would make known or knew the day and hour of Jesus' coming. Then he said, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Genesis 6 3 through 7. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. It grieved the Spirit of God. It grieved the Spirit wow so um and then chapter 7 verses 1 to 7 and the lord said unto noah come thou and all thy house into the ark for thee have i seen righteous before me in this generation of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female and of beasts that are not clean by two the male and his female of fowls also of the air by sevens the male and the female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Noah was given a period of 120 years to prepare the ark. But the day when the flood would come was not revealed to him until God called him into the ark, and an eternal line of demarcation was placed between Noah and his family and the wicked. And the Lord said that in seven days the flood would come. Even so, after God from heaven says it is done and his people are forever free from the power of the wicked, then he announces the day and hour of Christ's coming. Interesting. I had some thoughts, but I'm not going to distract you with them. So, let's see. Great Controversy, page 640. 640. (laughs) The enemies of God's law, from the ministers down to the least among them, have a new conception of truth and duty too late they see that the sabbath of the fourth commandment is the seal of the living god too late they see the true nature of their spurious sabbath and the sandy foundation upon which they have been building they find that they have been fighting against god religious teachers have led souls to perdition while professing to guide them to the gates of paradise not until the day of final accounts will it be known how great is the responsibility of men in holy office how terrible are the results of their unfaithfulness only in eternity can we rightly estimate the loss of a single soul. Fearful will be the doom of him to whom God shall say, Depart, thou wicked servant. That's a great controversy, page 640. Matthew 24, verse 30. Oh, my part of that verse is on the previous page. page. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The saints will know the day and hour when the small cloud, the immediate sign of Christ coming, will appear. Great Controversy, page 640 and 641. The voice of God is heard from heaven declaring the day and hour of Jesus coming and delivering the everlasting covenant to his people. Like peals of loudest thunder, his words roll through the earth. The Israel of God stand listening with their eyes fixed upward. Their countenances are lighted up with his glory and shine as did the face of Moses when he came down from Sinai. The wicked cannot look upon them, and when the blessing is pronounced on those who have honored God by keeping his Sabbath holy, there is a mighty shout of victory. Soon there appears in the east a small black cloud about half the size of a man's hand. It is the cloud which surrounds the Savior, and which seems in the distance to be shrouded in darkness. The people of God know this to be the sign of the Son of Man. In solemn silence they gaze upon it as it draws nearer the earth, becoming lighter and more glorious, until it is a great white cloud, great white cloud. its base a glory-like consuming fire, and above it the rainbow of the covenant. Jesus rides forth as a mighty conqueror, not now a man of sorrows, to drink the bitter cup of shame and woe. He comes victor in heaven and earth to judge the living and the dead. Faithful and true, in righteousness he doth judge and make war, and the armies in heaven follow him. With anthems of celestial melody, the holy angels, a vast unnumbered throng, attend him on his way. The firmament seems filled with radiant forms. Ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. No human pin can portray the scene, nor mortal mind is adequate to conceive its splendor. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. Covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light, as a living cloud comes still nearer. Every eye beholds the Prince of Life. No crown of thorns now mars that sacred head, but a diadem of glory rests on his holy brow. His countenance outshines the dazzling brightness of the noonday sun, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um. Habakkuk, chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah, his glory covered the heavens and the earth, was full of his praise, and his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. Christ rides forth a mighty conqueror. His glory covers the heavens and the earth, was full of his praise. Wow, hallelujah, it's coming soon. Revelation nineteen eleven to 14. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him, upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean he is escorted by all the hosts of heaven matthew 25:31 Twenty five thirty one. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Revelation nineteen sixteen. on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords revelation 6:14 6, to 16 and the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men And every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us. Hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? six. Where am I? Oh, there I am. Fourteen to sixteen. Isaiah two, seventeen to twenty one. Isaiah two, seventeen to twenty one. <laughs> oh, I need that there. Okay. And the loftiness of man shall be bowed down and the haughtiness of men shall be made low, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day, and the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver, his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship, to the moles and to the bats, to go into the clefts of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks, for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty, when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. Cease ye for man whose breath is in his nostril, for wherein is he to be accounted of. The wicked seek to hide from his presence." Christ Object Lessons, page 421. With uplifted heads, with the bright beams of the sun of Righteousness shining upon them, with rejoicing that their redemption draweth nigh, they go forth to meet the Bridegroom, saying, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So back to that marriage supper again open and shut door message. The three angels messages. This is our message of our for our day. Isaiah twenty-five, verse nine. The rejoice, the righteous rejoice it is coming. I think we just read that. Twenty five verse nine, but I will do it again if I am supposed to. Verse nine. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us, and this is the Lord, we have waited for him, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Isaiah 26, verse 19. The dead men, thy dead men shall live, together with my dead body shall they arise, awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Christ looks upon the graves of the sleeping saints and cries awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust. Oh man, that's going to be an amazing day. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15:51 to 55. Behold, I show you a mystery. Shall I put on immortality? Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Mm-hmm. The righteous dead come forth with the song O death, where is thy sing? I sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The whole earth resounds with the tread of the innumerable multitude of redeemed. The living righteous are changed in a moment from mortal to immortal. Matthew 24, verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Psalms 50, verse 5. Verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The command is given to the angels, gather my saints together unto me. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Jeremiah twenty-five, thirty. through 33. Therefore prophesy thou against him all these words and say unto them, The Lord shall roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He shall mightily roar upon his habitation he shall give a shout, as they that tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. A noise shall come, even to the ends of the earth, for the Lord hath a controversy with the nations. He will plead with all flesh. He will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Lord. Let's see, how far am, am I supposed to read? 30 to 33, okay. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day, from one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. The wicked are left dead upon the earth and remain dead until the resurrection of damnation at the end of the thousand years. John five twenty-eight. John 5, and 29. And hath given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Revelation 20, verses 4 and 5. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The living righteous are caught up to meet the Lord in the air and will remain forever with him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to just summarize really quickly all that we learned. We covered an awful lot of material under the seventh plague. And, um, okay. So when the they, they lay plans to destroy God's people from the earth, Because they're blaming all the people for the plagues that have been falling. They're blaming God's people who refuse to go along with their Sunday Sunday law and with all their plans for their one world order. God's people are refusing to dishonor God. They keep the Sabbath. And so they're going to lay plans to destroy these people that they consider to be. Why are they being so difficult? And God the Father says, it's done will hear his voice, and when he speaks, there's going to be a huge earthquake, and the whole, or- whole earth is going to heave and swell like the waves of the sea. Then there's going to be a partial resurrection that takes place at this time. They're raised to hear the voice of God announced the day and time of Jesus' coming. That's those who died in faith under the third angel since 1844, and also those who uh, crucified Jesus will be raised to see him come and the evil people, the wicked, are powerless to carry out their murderous schemes. And so it was midnight that the last plague of Egypt was poured out. It was at midnight that the, uh, that Jesus comes. And the hailstone is the seventh plague. It falls on every side, destroys the cities of the earth. And the earth is heaving under the feet of the righteous. And they're singing a song at that time, Psalms 46. And uh, the inhabitants of the righteous on islands will be spared. We don't have to worry about things. This song of holy trust touches the heart of God. His voice comes in announcing the day and hour of Jesus coming. Then we see the sign of the Son of Man, the small black cloud in the distance. With all the angels with him, the and the whole sky opens and unrolls like a scroll, and we can see Jesus and all the holy angels. The wicked seek to hide. Jesus looks on the grave and wake and calls them up. And the, those who were risen from the grave rise to meet him, and those who are living also rise to meet him in the air. And for a thousand years will be with him in heaven and judging those who are dead and w- the wicked dead on the earth so that when their resurrection happens, they will be able to receive their sentence and it will be executed. And that's that. So let's just have a closing prayer. Thank you, Father, for all that you have provided us with. We can have confidence and know that those who are your children will not be afraid. We will be singing while the earth is breaking up and shaking and everything happening that otherwise would be frightening because you are with us and that you will bring us through. We have no need to fear. You have promised us our bread and water. will be sure. Thank you, Jesus, for your love to us. I pray for those who are here with me today that they will gain some blessing from this study and be prepared for the next one coming. In your name, amen. All right, brother and sister, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the ministry of the angels. What part do they play? That's not a terribly long study, so I might include with it who are the angels. That, That would be two short studies about the angels, the ministry of angels and who are the angels. All right. Take care. Have a good day.